that's a big thing when I'm in New York is like, am I enough? Like, am I on the same caliber as the rest of these artists? Yeah, you're in the room. So why, why do you believe that about yourself? Welcome to the Life Coach Baker podcast, the place to be to gain a rock solid mindset, create powerful habits, and leap into the life of your dreams. I'm your host, life and mindset coach, entrepreneur, and goal smashing extraordinaire, Nicole Baker. I am here to bring you actionable and applicable tools that you can use in your own life to launch yourself forward, to gain that clarity, and to ignite your motivational fire in order to achieve anything your heart desires. If you have a dream that feels crazy ambitious, if you are an aspiring achiever, or if you know that you are ready to leap into a life that you absolutely love, then you are in the right place. I'm so happy to have you here, and let's dive in. Welcome to today's episode. I am freaking jazzed for you all to hear this interview I got to have with Kiana Reese. First of all, Kiana is someone I I have known for over six years, and she is one of my soulmates, and I just, I wanted to have her on the podcast for forever, and the fact that she was finally able to come on and talk to you guys is just so meaningful. If you are a performer or a creative artist of any kind, this is the underlying episode for you. She drops so much juicy goodness about mindset, about what you can do as a performing artist to tap into your full potential, and she is just so freaking wise. You guys will hear all about lovely Kiana on the podcast episode. But before we dive into the episode, I have an iTunes review for you guys to hear. This is from Emma Clark 90. It reads, obsessed with this podcast. If you're looking for inspiration, motivation, and direction in your life and career, this podcast is for you. Can't recommend it enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Emma Clark 90. That is so freaking sweet. If you guys want a shout out on the podcast, go ahead and write a little love note in the comments on iTunes and you will get a shout out in the episodes to come. But without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into the juicy goodness that Keanu Reese had to say for today. Originally from Chattanooga, Tennessee, Keanu Reese is a professional musical performing artist. You can see her work all the way from salad commercials to professional productions in Atlanta, Birmingham, and most recently, New York City. After graduating from college, Kiana decided to continue to grow her passion through the arts through children's theater education alongside performing. Her most recent work can be seen on Celebrity Cruise Entertainment. We talk all about that in the episode. As a lead production vocalist, unfortunately, with the pandemic, it has halted the creative outlets as well as the sailing entertainment industry. But Kiana cannot wait to get back to the high seas to sing her beautiful heart out. Oh my goodness, you guys. Without further ado, allow me to introduce the beautiful, wise, and extremely talented Kiana Reese. Well, hello, sweet Kiana. How are you? Hi. Hi. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, I've known you for far, far too long, but I want everyone else to know you as well. So who are you? What do you do? Perfect. My name is Kiana. Um, I'm a singer Actor, dancer, we'll say mover, but you You're know, dancer. I've seen you dance. <laughs> well, I'm a groover, so uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but I've been a musical theater performer for as long as I can remember. Uh, Nicole, I was very lucky to meet you way back when we were youngins and uh, <laughs> youngins of like 20 years old. 
No. Was that no, we were younger than 20. We. Ah, God. I've known you over. That can't be right. No, no. We, we were we were 20 because uh, you threw my 21st birthday party. That is and we correct. Were for about two weeks at that. <laughs> good times. Good times. But, um, yeah, so um, I am a musical theater performer. I am local to New York. Um, but obviously with the pandemic, I'm home with my parents, which they've been so well and gracious for having me. Um, and I'm just going to keep hanging out here in Tennessee until New York is safe or, um, it's safe to go back out on my contract. Amazing. And what your, what is your contract right now? Um, I am a production vocalist for Celebrity Cruise Line. So, so amazing. Oh my goodness. So my first question for you is actually one that I don't believe I know. And that is... How did you get into performing? How did you know that this was your calling? Um, I guess it all started with my family. My mom's side of the family, they're all singers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they had gospel groups growing up. And so I grew up in church and going to, we would spend Saturday and Sunday nights just driving down to Georgia, going different places and singing all night long. Um, Sunday you were in church from literally like, 7 45 at Sunday school until about 9 p.m. Um, oh my god. <laughs> every, every Wait, 7 45 a.m.? A.m. Oh my nine. gosh. Oh yeah. It was crazy. Like it was really crazy. But um my aunts were a part of two gospel groups. Um and my uncle and my cousins. So I did that for quite some time and then I got into directing um, like the choir when I was in, like I was a babe. I was way too young to be directing the choir, but you know, hey, give me the reins, I'll take them. Um, So then after that, I just kind of knew I didn't want to do anything aside from, you know, singing. Mm -hmm. And then I got into acting and uh, in Chattanooga, there's a really great community theater Um, And I did that for literally all of my childhood. And I met a lot of really great long-term, lifelong friends. And then we all ended up going to performing arts high school together. Um, And then I decided, you know, if I'm going to make this much of an investment and into this, then why not ride it out? (laughs) I'm here. There's literally nothing else I'd rather do in the world. Oh, that's so beautiful. Oh my goodness. When did you, do you remember the moment that you got that feeling of like, I can't imagine doing anything else? Uh, to be honest, it kind of happens. It happens a lot. It, oh, that's like, beautiful. Yeah. It's like little moments where it'll happen. Um, I can, I can think of like the most recent one. Um, I was doing, I knew it would be the last performance, um, because of COVID-19, it'd be the last performance of this show we were doing on, on board. And it was the Broadway cabaret. And that was my absolute favorite one. And there's just something about, there's something about singing the first note of a song and just feeling the grounding and being able to stand there and just bask in, in like the opportunity you have. It's nothing about like having people clap for you or that kind of thing. It's just so rewarding to be able to get up and tell someone's story on stage. Just that moment, you, it's just so clear. There's nothing else you want to do. And those kind of moments happen for me all the time. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm a nerd. We all know I could literally <laughs> sit and listen to mean girls or like to Hades town or whatever's on Broadway. Well, not right now. Cause nothing's on Broadway, oh. but, <laughs> but you know, I could sit and listen to, 
whatever soundtrack it is, or I can listen to like the oldest recording of Guys and Dolls and be like, oh, that G sharp, there's nothing else I'd rather do. You know, it's just a <laughs> little thing. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that like brought tears to my eyes for a hot second. Just wow, that was so. What are some biggest, some of the biggest changes that you would say you've made as a personal development person in the performance world? Mindset, 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 mindset. How do you like expand on that? What do you mean? Um, I think as an artist, it's so easy to to get in your own way and get in your own head, and I am number one guilty for it Nicole you know I was gonna say you were my first client girl (laughs) I am like the easiest person to be like what are you thinking no it's not good enough but it's all about just resetting what is going on up here and in here Mm -hmm. because I know as as an artist I have every single capability I have the world at my fingertips and I can do whatever I want to do, but it's my own mindset that gets in the way. So I know there are moments where I have to reset in order to to keep pushing forward. I think that's the biggest change I've made as an adult is, is mindset and, and reshaping my, my thoughts about my capabilities, mm-hmm. whether it be on stage or not, you know, so what are some big, like, is it affirmations? Is it exercises? Is it getting in physicality? Like, what are the biggest, like, turnaround tools that you have in your back pocket? Biggest turnarounds for me are um, probably visualization mm-hmm. and visualization. Let me just say, <laughs> Paul Baker. Okay, so, you know, like, a couple months ago, you recorded those um, – those um, guided meditations for me. Mm-hmm. I use them. I use them all the time. Um, all really? the time. Oh, that I, makes me so happy. All the time, because I mean, there's so many times where like you think you've okay, I'm great, I'm realigned, and I feel good, and my mindset is exactly where I want it to be, and then it takes one little thing to just mm-hmm. throw it off. You know, it's just we're humans. We're so susceptible to everything going on around us, so it's so easy for your mindset to change like that. So. For me, it works best if I can hear and see. So guided meditation is the best thing for me is listening to someone or listening to something, whether it be ambient noise or whatever it is. Uh, I personally really like guided meditation more. So I use a lot of your guided meditations to get relaxed and anxiety down and to visualize what's on the other side of of the anxiety. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for using those and utilizing those. I think that that is something that I've used with multiple clients. And I feel like that is just like the biggest tool in your back pocket. Cause it takes three minutes, five minutes to go yeah. from a complete crap state to like aligned with your higher self and visualizing that end line. Like I have a light on my face. I'm like performing in front of the crowd. I feel that energy. And like, going from there to there, it changes your physicality. It changes your neuroscience. Like it's fascinating what it does inside, but the actions you take afterward are equally as incredible. You know, it's so funny when I was still on board a couple of weeks ago, um, we were doing, we, my friend and I, we had done a workout and then we're like, Oh, let's do a meditation. It's so nice outside. Mm -hmm. And it was still so early in the morning. It's like beautiful to sit up on the top deck and just meditate. Yeah. It's so great. But you know, Wi-Fi is a little spotty. So (laughs) we're looking for meditation 
And I said, you know, I've got this meditation from uh, my friend, you know, we could do that one. And <laughs> she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I play it and it's like Keanu Reese. <laughs> <laughs> And after, after the meditation, she was like, where can I get one of those? Oh <laughs> Send her my way. I've got her. <laughs> I was like, listen, there is a goddess named Nicole. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. She'll get you right. Yeah. Uh, you talked me up. Thank you so much. So on the flip side of all that, what are some of the biggest challenges that you think you've had as a performer? Obviously, I know COVID-19 really threw a wrench in everything that went down, but what are some that you, you would say? Um, do you mean like most recently? What do you? Let's do, let's do more broad. What are some biggest things that you would say that you've like that have gotten in your way? Mindset wise or physicality wise, whatever that looks like. Um, I think it's different with every state <laughs> that I've <lived. laughs> Um, You know, I think when I'm in New York, it is getting in the, getting in the room and being in that holding room with the 300 other women who are about to go in and do the exact thing as you. And so then you start thinking, well, is what I prepared enough? If, if they, they're going to belt, you know, three keys or three notes higher than me, is that, I, I'm not doing that today. Is that enough? Um, so a, a lot of it is about being enough. That's a big thing when I'm in New York is like, am I enough? Like, am I on the same caliber as the rest of these artists? Yeah. You're in the room. So why, why do you believe that about yourself? Um, Ooh, hold on. Pause. pause say it. that again for the people in the back. Please say that again. Yeah. You're in the room already. Like why, why would you believe that about yourself? You're already in the room. I tell you in Okay, so with uh, with Celebrity, I've been so, so blessed with such a great company. And, you know, there's a lot of pressure that is put on, on the singers, especially because the show really is built around the singers. Mm -hmm. So there's this one song, uh, sure we'll get to, mm -hmm. um, but <laughs> there's... And, you know, and not just that song. There, there are lots of songs. Like, I was singing Halo at one point where, God, I'm not doing what Beyonce's doing, <laughs> dear Lord. Or I would sit and be like, oh, my gosh, we have um, we have a office run, which is basically like a, a preview for everyone in the office and every other cast that's there in the studio to come and see what you've learned over the past week. And so you have a week, basically, to learn the show and, and put it up. You know, so wow. it is a lot. Of, yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, so, you know, I would sit and, like, I would ha literally work myself into these situations where I'd be like, oh, my God, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? I'm like, hold on a second. You already got the job, babe. You're already in the door. Like, what, what are you freaking out about? It's already yours. You have nothing to prove to anyone. You already got it. You're already getting that paycheck. You're already receiving every single benefit that you possibly could from the job, why are you questioning yourself? That is probably the biggest thing aside from like getting my mind together, which they play hand in hand. That's, that's the biggest struggle I think for me and probably for a lot of other performers too. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. And I want to, I want one of the main, obviously one of the main reasons I wanted to have you on this podcast is because what you just said right there is a universal feeling, whether you're a performer, whether you're a speaker, whether you're someone who's going out for a new job, it's that always that question of like, 
am I enough? Am I enough? And it's, it's truly just like that one simple shift. There's a, um, I think Tony Robbins who says it, it's two millimeters higher at wherever you are, go two millimeters higher and you've achieved excellence. And it's like, or you've achieved outstandingness, excuse me. But like, and it's just, it's so interesting how it's so close. Like being great is one thing, but being absolutely exceptional is just like two millimeters higher. And it's just, it's fascinating how that works out. Well, I want to talk to you. I'm going to jump around a little bit, but I want to talk to you about the chandelier story. Um, Will you walk listeners through what happened there? Yes. Sounds um, like a fan of the opera bringing up, I think is what I just said. (laughs) Sorry to to disappoint you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. So basically there are, in my contract, I had a set list of shows that I would be learning. Um, there were four main stage like production shows and then there were two theme nights. I already had learned everything else and it was this last show. I knew from the beginning of my contract, it would be the hardest show for me because the show is called Chandelier and I was playing the chandelier. So I already thought that was a lot of pressure, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it's in itself typically if I'm, if I, I am usually cast as the leading lady or like the ingenue type now that people are starting to open their eyes up to what an ingenue is. Um, Great girl. Yeah. That's um, my career is kind of taking a, a turn there, which is, is great. Cause I think, you know, types, whatever. But anyways, so uh, with Chandelier, I knew that was going to be the hardest show for me because I had to sing the song Chandelier. Mm-hmm. Regardless of whatever else was in the show, I didn't, I didn't care about whatever else in the show. I didn't care about the like myriad of monologues I had to do. I did not care that I was talking the whole show, that I was standing in a tight dress up on this <laughs> lift six feet in the air while people danced around. I didn't care about any of that or the logistics I cared specifically about singing I'm gonna swing from the chandelier okay people kept saying like to me oh we saw the last girl do it and she oh my gosh she made me cry <laughs> first of all never say that to anyone never <laughs> say that <laughs> why did you say that oh my god the last time I saw the show I cried. I, the girl she made me cry you know the girl that's doing it on board right now she's so good Great. That's so, that's so good. Why are you? (laughs) So that was one. That was the very, that was the first thing that got in my head about it. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. I'll be fine. It's a step lower. And no, it's not a step. It's a half a step lower than the original key. You know, not, I mean like the original key is very high and she's got a lot of studio help, but she sings the crap out of that song. Like it's high. So I was like, okay, half a step down. I can work with that. That's cool. And then keep in mind, I am a alto, true, true alto belter. Mm. It's so funny that that's not the case anymore after this contract. Mm. I've learned a lot about my voice and I wouldn't consider that to be my vocal type anymore. Mm. But I had a lot of um, anxiety around the song because I, I told myself from, from day one that I couldn't do it. Um, mm. I said, there's literally no way I'm singing this song and there's no way I can do a 7 PM and a 9 PM and sing, sing the song twice in a night. It's the biggest song in the show. It's the one everyone waits to hear. It's the one that everyone is so excited about and will talk to you about. And I just can't do it. I just, I can't do it. I, I called you 
several times about it saying, I just can't do it. I can't do it. There's no way I can't. There's literally no way I can do it. So finally the, I can't caught up to me and we had not been working on it in rehearsal. Finally, we got to a day where we were working on it. And I, from the moment I work, woke up that morning, I was like, I felt awful. I just, in my head, I was like, this is going to be the worst day known to man. It's going to be terrible. You're, you're going you're gonna to have a terrible day. You're going to need to drink three glasses of wine. You're going to need to go right to sleep. Yeah, like I was already planning my self-care for, for the night. And it's <laughs> like, I really was. I was like, we're going to the mall. We're going to get cookies. And you know, <laughs> so relatable. Oh my God. <laughs> Literally, I'm going to do a face mask. And Okay. So we... Usually vocal rehearsals are like eight hours. So the first half of the day, we hadn't really touched that song. We, we touched another song and I didn't know that song. I didn't know that song, the other song I had to sing as well because I was so focused on chandelier. So um, I went in and I, I kind of shot myself in the foot because I didn't know the song. And I, I never have ever in my life been unprepared for a rehearsal. So that was just already like a little chink in the armor. Cause I, I never am unprepared. So my music director was like, you don't know this song. And I was like, Oh my God, I don't, I've been so focused on chandelier. So he's like, go and learn it. So I have to leave rehearsal. And, you know, we, we all get dismissed. I leave rehearsal like, and I go and learn the song. Great. And now I'm, I'm start to freak out about chandelier. Oh my God. When we get back, I have to sing it in front of everyone. Oh my God. When we get back, it has to be perfect. He's already said, I didn't know the first song. And I, now I have to go back and, and sing this song. I can't, there's no way immediately break broke. Hmm, can't speak immediately in tears. Have to call Nicole. I'm like, I can't do it. I, I literally can't do it. So we, went through some exercises and thank God you turned my mindset around and I was able to like, I don't even, I don't know. It was like voodoo magic or something. <laughs> That's exactly what coaching is. Yes. <laughs> um, then after my phone call with you, I said, no matter what, I'm just going to go in and sing the song. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a song. I just said to myself, after, after speaking with you, I was like, what is the big deal? I already have the job. If something in the song doesn't work for me, guess what? They offered me the contract. They're going to change it. Mm-hmm. If there's something in the song that I can't sing for some reason, they're going to change it to where it fits my voice. They picked me for a reason. Why, why am I freaking out about this? Just go sing the song. Sing it. So I went in and I sang the song and it was fine. And we worked all day on it. It was fine. I was exhausted. Okay. So then I think it was the next day or either the day after that we had our, um, office run of the show. And the, one of the guys who basically like re-envisioned the show said to me afterwards, I was like, you know, I just, I just need some feedback cause I'm not getting any feedback at all. I don't know if there's anything wrong. And that's the biggest thing, you know, for actors, it's like, you're not giving me any notes. What's wrong? What's yeah. Wrong? <laughs> yep. I'm terrible. Like, why am I not getting notes? This is crazy. And you know, he said to me, Oh, this is the best chandelier I've ever heard. Uh, I was like, what? <laughs> he literally said, Oh, no, this is exactly how I want it to be done. This is this is the best chandelier I've heard. Oh my god. Dumbfounded, okay? I have chills up and down my entire body. <laughs> like Dumbfounded. 
But I will say, I did, I, we took that on, took that show on board. I still had problems with it and still had anxiety over it, but it, I got, you know, as the contract went on, I got closer and closer and closer to being like, it's just a song, just sing it. Mm-hmm. Closer and closer every single time I did it to be like, it's just a song, just do it. It's just a song. It's whatever. Just do it. If this episode is resonating with you, you might be a great fit for my one-on-one coaching program. I help people like you get rid of your limiting beliefs, get out of your comfort zone, and start achieving your dreams. If you'd like more information about my program, you can email me at hello at lifecoachbaker.com to book your free discovery call. Link to my email is in the description. Now, back to the episode. So, I mean, I'm, I'm still on a journey with that song for sure, because one person's words don't, or are, they're not going to change the way you feel about something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's lovely that he said that to me, but at the same time, I have to believe it here first mm-hmm. um, before my like complete mindset on it has changed. Now I've got tools to navigate um, actually performing the song, which is, which is, the biggest part for me. Cause I mean, if you're not working while you're on stage, then what's the point? Yeah. You know? If you're not working in, in, in every single moment, then what's the point? So I'm, I'm really glad that now I've got these, sorry, there's a Husky just running back and forth <laughs> side and it keeps catching my eye. I have no clue what, I mean, I've never seen a dog in my life. Um, this is you in true form. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just running back and forth across my yard. Um, sorry, but yeah, now I, now I've got the tools to, to navigate when I'm in that mindset. Um, and it's easier now for me to pull myself back out and be like, whoa, take a second. You're already in the room. You're already there. What's the point in freaking yourself out? Just do it. So for someone who, sorry, I totally cut you off, but for someone who is in that state right now, like maybe they're feeling hopeless with the state of theater in the world right now, or they're like, I don't know how to audition one. I don't know what theater is going to look like. What would you say for that person for their mindset right now? Um, a hundred percent. You're not the only person there. You're mm-hmm. not the only person there. Talk to people because I can guarantee there's five other people, at least in your community that feel the same way. Mm-hmm. So first of all, I'd say talk to people. Secondly, write. No matter, oh. no matter what, it, even if it's like a guided prompt or not, just, just write. You know, I, when I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago, Nicole, um, we were talking about some other things and you said to go and write. And a lot of the times my mom, she's so funny, but she buys me these journals. I'll show you this one. Yes. This says, don't stress me out. <laughs> it's a cat. <laughs> That's really cute. She buys me these journals like all the time, I think, because they're like two bucks at Ross, but, um, <laughs> but she buys me these all the time. And I have so many of them just around, around my house, around like my apartment, wherever I am, I always have a notepad that I can just write in. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's just random thoughts, if it's a guided prompt, if it's something that I want to work on, I am usually always going to write about it mm-hmm. first. Um, and then when I say talk to people, I mean, talk to, it doesn't have to be anyone in the end, but it could be, honestly, it could be your mom, it could be your dad, it could be your brother, it could be whoever, just talk to someone and just get it out because there's no point of living with that on the inside of you Mm -hmm. because you're not doing anything but manifesting just nasty feelings that you just don't 
need to harbor yourself. 100%. Get out of there. Now I'll share with listeners the same prompt or the same writing exercise that I gave to you. I think it was something along the lines of put a timer on for 45 minutes and open up a page, a blank page and write. Because what happens, it's really fascinating, is what happens, like maybe the first 15, 20 minutes, your conscious mind is in this driver's seat. Like it is taking over, it's writing everything that you think you quote unquote should write. And then after your conscious mind runs out of stuff to say, that's when your unconscious mind taps in. And it really, you get to like the heart of some ish in that rest of the 20, 25 minutes. And it's like therapy on steroids and you're a superhero. Like it's, it's outstanding. I highly recommend that to listeners. I think I've given that to every single one of my clients. Like it is just, it is a magic exercise. Yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of the times you think there's one thing on your mind. You think there's one thing occupying your thoughts and the minute you let go and just write, you're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Where did that come from? (laughs) First of all, why are you attacking me right now? Where did this come from? Hold on a second. So it's so funny what you can learn about yourself um, in just writing. Mm -hmm. And it's uncomfortable. It is extremely uncomfortable. Like people, I, like I had a client actually one time, let me know. She was like, my shoulders are rocks. Why did you do this to me? And I'm like, that is because that is your unconscious mind literally manifesting itself in your body, trying to get it out. Like, That's what I'm saying. I'm like, why are you attacking me? <laughs> Come what, what are you doing? Oh God. Happiness bully over here. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Oh my goodness. Well, I, I want to switch gears because there is something I really want to talk to you about. And that is the good old fashioned fitness. Cause I know that that is a massive part of your life. Even like, I mean, since I've known you, that's been a huge part of your life. So talk us through what's your, what's your routine, what's your mindset, what's your exercises, resources, all that good stuff. Um, yeah. So fitness is, I think a journey for everybody, first of all. Um, and it's so specific to the person and a lot of the times with fitness also comes mindset because when you really start a journey, it's like your physical capabilities are, are there, you know, it's. Mm -hmm most of the time what's holding you back, it doesn't have anything to do with what you physically can or can't do. Most of the time it is mental. It's all in mindset. I mean, I was doing um, this workout yesterday and I was like, oh my God, are you kidding? She wants me to do another set of those. And I was like, what else do I have to do today? I I literally, I was like, wait, 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 hold on a second. What else do I have to do? Like working out is literally like 5% of your day. If that, what else do I have to do today that I can't seriously do another set of that? What, what else? What what a quality question. That's fantastic. I literally was like, I was so upset with myself because I was like, no, I can't anymore. Do one more burpee. I promise I'm going to jump out of the window. And (laughs) she asked me to do another burpee. And I was like, are you kidding me? You want me to do more? Another set of 30 burpees. Are you crazy? 33 zero? Yes, 3-0. Ow. I'm about to tell you all about it. So I was like, wait a second. What else do I have to do? Just do the burpees. (laughs) Just do it. Um, But no, so a lot of it is really just mental. Because I could have said, you know what? Yeah, I am tired. I, I do deserve a shower and a glass of water. You know, I am. But no, you can breathe later. You can get your water later. You don't need that. Um, but yeah, fitness has always been 
a journey for me. I've always loved working out, being in the gym. You know, I'm crazy about going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, and then it's, it's rough when you, um, when you can't find what works for you. Mm -hmm. So I feel like forever I have been trying to find something that works for me. And like I said, fitness is so specific. So running might work for, for you, but it doesn't work for me or weightlifting might work for me. It doesn't work for you. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's so, you just have to pay so much attention to your body and what's happening and, and whether it be like, Oh, I'm trying this thing for two weeks instead of getting discouraged of, well, nothing's working. So I'm just going to stop. No, there's, there's something else out there that will work for you. You just have to find it and you have to take the time to invest in yourself to find it. Mm -hmm. And I think I have found my like little cocktail of fitness that really, really works for me now. Um, when I uh, was in New York, I, I got a little, I want, I want I was depressed, but I will say I had a lot of depressive thoughts and depressive habits mm-hmm. um, to where I was fixated on on getting in the room, getting in the room, getting in the room. And when it wasn't happening, I would give up and just focus on focus on work or something like that. And it, that was not healthy for me to just give up on something and, you know, be like, okay, fine. It's not going to work. That's fine. I will just focus on this and when you let go of the joy in your life, a lot of the times other things go with it. So when I let go of being an artist for a couple of months, I said, okay, well then I also will let go of fitness. I also will let go of wellness. I'll also let go of, of challenging myself. I'll let go of a lot of other things that I should not have let go. I'm glad that I had to go through that to understand um, what I need now as, as a functioning adult. Um, so I slowly got back to what I was originally doing. I just made a little bit of a change with the training that I do. And so now that I'm back on my fitness, I, I lost um, like 30 pounds, which is oh, really good. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, I gained some weight when I was in New York because like I said, I was like drinking grapefruit wine every night and... <laughs> And grapefruit wine. I love it. Oh my gosh. I am so good. I'll ha- it's so good. But um, yeah, I had just, I had just let go of my good habits. Um, and I just had to change my mindset really. Um, and so now I, I love working out. I try to eat as well as I possibly can. I have a confession. I did have a donut last night. <gasps> Egads. Here's the deal. Here's the deal with eating. It's like there, there's a, there's a framework that's like, if you eat something and it brings you joy, I like, it's like the Marie Kondo form framework of eating, but it's, if you eat something and it will bring you joy, F effing eat it. But if it's like, you know what, I'm just, I'm coming at this from an emotional place. That's totally different. But there are times that a freaking donut will bring me the most joy in the entire world. And I will eat. I will. Yes. That's a different story because if people don't know, you're obsessed with donuts. I do love donuts. Okay. I haven't. Okay. Confession though. I have not had a donut in like a year. It (gasps) has been so long. And I think I had 
no, 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 no. I had a half a donut and I was like, oh my God, I'm in a sugar coma. And I'm like, who, uh, who have I become? Like, <laughs> do you remember the year I sent you donuts for your birthday? <laughs> I do. She, okay. For listeners and especially Chicago listeners, she sent me an entire box of Stan's donuts on my like 22nd birthday or something like that. Like this girl is my soulmate in every single way. And I just uh, freaking adore you. But there's, so I want to, I want to talk about the, the habit of like working out and when you release one habit. It's called keystone habits. When you release one habit, it teeters off in every single area of your life. Like, and, yes. and then when you build one habit, it can like, there's, there's a study that shows when you work out in the morning, you are apparently like 70, 60 to 70% less likely to spend money throughout the day or spend excessive amounts of money. So when you work out, you're supposed to, you're supposedly eating better for the rest of the day. And then you're also spending less money. But these are called keystone habits where it's like the mysterious behind the curtain habits that are built off of one that just starts at the beginning of the day, whether that's working out, whether that's starting with a great ass smoothie, like stuff like that. Yeah. It's fascinating. Hmm, that's really interesting. That's what I was saying. Though. That's what I feel like what happened in New York. I was on the reversal when you let go of a bad habit, then all of your good habits mm-hmm. follow. Um, you know, so especially with out that one day you you give in to to being tired and it's not your rest day now yes i i believe that you should always listen to your body and like if if i'm i wake up and it's so hard to get up i probably don't need to be working out my body's Mm -hmm. probably telling me to that i do need to relax a little bit um because i i know myself i can get a little obsessive Mm -hmm. um so sorry to scoff and laugh (laughs) I can be a little obsessive with things. So I know, and whatever it is in my life, I will, I can be obsessive. Um, so working out definitely is one of them, but so I'm doing this, um, program. I started with a lady named Mari fitness. Um, her last name is not fitness, but that's her Instagram. handle. <laughs> I was going to say what a career path for Mari fitness. <laughs> Um, but no, her, her Instagram handle is Mari fitness. I started doing her programs back in January really. And that kind of sparked everything. Um, and that's when I really found, I think my stride and my groove in fitness. And I was like, Whoa, this really works. And then I was starting to see some change. Um, so I, I felt like, okay, for sure, this is what I'm going to stick with. And then when I got on board, I was doing a different program and that was also really nice. Um, but I needed, I think I needed to like spice it up a little more. Mm-hmm. So now I'm doing a mix of like three different programs, which sounds really crazy. I know, but if it, Hey, time, if it works for you and it brings you joy, like do those it's three so programs. Great. It's so great because I think a lot of the times as artists, we get so bored sticking with one thing. So mm-hmm. you have to find multiple things that work for you. So I'm doing, um, a really cool program with a couple of friends of mine. Um, her name is Courtney Black. She's out of the UK and she's on Instagram. She's really great. Um, she's doing a 28 day program. So I'm doing that. Um, and then there's a lady out of um, Atlanta who she has this class, Oh My Glutes, on Saturdays. Her name is Mecca Day. She's incredible and she has my glute game on points. You heard? I love that. <laughs> We all know that I'm obsessed with my butt, so it's it's a good butt. I can <laughs> confirm this. <laughs> like I am obsessed, thank you. Um so I follow her and then um 
so Courtney, Mari, and uh, Mecca. So those are. And all I'll put great. the link. I'll put the links to all of them in the show notes so that people can find them. We'll absolutely love them. So yeah, oh, that's my goodness. little cocktail of fitness, and I feel really happy right now, and really encouraged by my myself, and like I feel motivated by myself every day. And I want I want to make sure listeners really hear this. Like Kiana, how many different programs, different types of working out would you say you tried before you found these people? Oh my gosh, probably like I don't know, at least in the past like five years, at least fifteen different programs, mm-hmm. and that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's and I I really want to make sure people hear that because it's like it is not a one and done sort of situation ever. Like I mean, fitness is only one area of that but like it life is just not a one and done situation and I think especially our generation we grew up really having google we grew up being able to type something in and getting 15,000 searches for it like within seconds and that's just not how life works that's not how mindset works that's not how our bodies work with getting new habits with obtaining the 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 perfect fit for you and so I want to make sure people really get that it's like this was a journey. This was a huge journey for you. Yeah. Major journey. And I feel like if I didn't have fitness, then I, I would go absolutely crazy. I would go crazy. Big same. <laughs> True. But crazy in a bad way. That's why you go. Oh dear. But I think a lot of things, like, especially as an artist, there, there are things that are that should be in your toolbox that you do every day, whether it be like I warm up for 20 minutes in the shower or I go for a walk or whatever. Mm-hmm. One of mine is I get up and I work out in the morning mm-hmm. and that's, that's not only a, a time that I can like focus on my own mindset because then I get to have my workout and then I get to have my stretch after and then I get to meditate to where I can work on my own mindset at that time. But it's also like just another grounding exercise that you can use just to, to bring life back into whatever situation is going on, whether it be like a lack of motivation or um, anxiety or a myriad of things that I'm guilty of of overthinking and, you know, you and many others, my dear, many, many others. But I mean, but listeners, and I think I've preached this to you so much is like morning routine and it doesn't even have to be morning, but just routine in general is so incredibly important because one of our six human needs is certainty and creating that certainty through routine, that knowing when I get up in the morning and I work out and I stretch and I do my mindset work and I visualize knowing what happens at the end of that, that you feel certain, that you feel an alignment, that you feel like your mindset's sharp, that is so freaking important to create every single day. And I think that, and shameless plug, there's an entire podcast episode about morning routine. It's about five steps that create a morning routine. Please go listen to it if you haven't. But there's, there's certain things that you can do, but it's like, it's like fitness. Everyone has a different cocktail. Like my morning routine does not look like your morning routine and it's not going to look like X, Y, or Z listener, but they all have like similar to five categories and a cocktail of all those five categories, but it's, it's so one size fits all, but it creates that certainty every single day. Yeah. Humans crave it. Oh my God. Mm Mm-hmm. It's so true. Oh my goodness. Well, as we wrap up, I do want to ask you because no. 
<laughs> oh my God. I can't with you sometimes. Um, first of all, as uh, let's do some segments on the podcast. What is a small goal that you achieved and want to celebrate this week? Small goal is I made it all the way through Courtney Black's workout yesterday. There, It's twofold, okay? She does an hour of um, cardio and then an hour of like weight training afterwards, and it was butt and glute day. Or, that's the same thing, sorry. Butt and glute day. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm not kidding. My whole body was like shaking. <laughs> but I made it. I did not stop. I made it through the entire workout, the entire thing. And I was so proud of myself because it is, oh my gosh, it's so easy to get in your own way and say, okay, you need You need another break. You need another break. But mm-hmm. I, um, the start of the workout to the end of the first one. And then I went ahead and started the second one and made it to the end of the second one. And boy, I'll tell you, I was just, I felt so good. Oh my gosh. I felt amazing. Oh, is Courtney Black, is she, uh, like, online classes, or is it in person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so she, um, she's actually, like, I think kind of foundation, like, she's still growing her business, mm-hmm. um, which is really cool to, like, watch the new things that are happening with her business, but mm-hmm. my friend Megan introduced me to Courtney Black, um, like, at the beginning of our contract, and we started doing her exercises, and she does, like, Instagram lives, Mm -hmm. so she does them all for free, but because she's on UK time, I have to pay for the app, because I obviously am not going to stream my morning (laughs) workout while they're, like, it would make, because it's a five-hour difference, Yeah. Um, so there's no way I'm getting up at, like, 1 a.m. to do a workout. (laughs) What? Are you kidding? (laughs) I don't care how much I love fitness. I ain't doing that. Um, (laughs) So, uh, so yeah, she does, she doesn't live. If you want to wake up on the UK time, you can watch them on her IG story. And then if not, then just buy the app and, um, she puts all the workouts on the app. Same thing with, uh, Mecca. She does the same thing. And then with Mari, um, she has these guides that you can follow in their PDFs on your phone. So you can run your own workout and she just gives you day by day what to do, which is really nice too. Amazing. And again, listeners, I'll throw all that in the show notes so you guys can check out this. And I think I, I, you're, you're motivating me. I think I might check out one of these too. <laughs> oh my God. I'm going to call you and be like, what have you done to me? <laughs> Ready, do it and tell me how you feel. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> oh my goodness. And then of course, last but not least, how did you get in your own way this week? How did I get in my own way this week? Um, you know, I was supposed to be a friend of mine asked me to to write something. Um, and I, it was, it was due a week ago Mm -hmm. and I keep saying to myself, I'll do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow, do it tomorrow. Because with everything that's going in our, going on in our world, sometimes I can feel a little numb to what's going Mm -hmm. on. And I know a lot of people feel that way too. Um, because it's oversaturation, saturation with media. It's like, there's a lot going on, a lot of things to consume and there's a lot of negative things to consume. So often I will, will feed into that and spend hours on Instagram. And I'm like, Oh my God, I've just spent two hours on Instagram instead of taking the time to write what I was supposed to write. Mm -hmm. And it's just because I don't, I, I had like for the specific piece, I haven't found exactly what I want to write about. So instead of prompting, like I should do, I've spent my time on Instagram. So mm-hmm. 
I probably need to give Instagram a, a little bit of break. <laughs> I will say something. I think I talked about this in the habits episode because that's all Instagram is. Like, could let, let me ask you this: Could you right now, without looking, with your eyes closed, open up your phone and go to Instagram? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I know. Um, Yep. It's like everyone has that. Like it's either one swipe or they know it's off in the corner and you could literally do it with your eyes closed. And this could be any app. It could be any social media. It could be anything that's negatively affecting you or positively, but we're going to look at negatively. What I literally did is I took the Instagram icon, moved it over a page on my phone. That way, whenever, because what happens is that our mind gets a trigger of like, oh, it's time to look at Instagram or, oh, I'm bored or, oh, I need some kind of like visualization, like stimulation. So we go on to Instagram and it's like, it's a trigger and it's an immediately followed by an action. And yeah. then you get a reward of like, I'm on Instagram. I'm not with my own thoughts. So what you do is when you move that icon over a page, it's a pattern interrupt between the trigger and the action. So you still have that trigger. That's always going to be there. But with that extra swipe, your conscious mind, your uh, prefrontal cortex comes in right here and it says, do you really need to do that? Is that really what you need to do right now? And then your mind is like, no, I don't. Or it's like, yes. So it's so interesting. But that little, that extra swipe has saved me hours. I'm doing it. Do it. It's like, it's one of the best tools I think I've ever used in my toolbox. I'm going to do it because I, I have, have two videos to record and I've got, um, I've got to write this piece. And I've, there are three creative things that I need to do and I've not mm-hmm. done that. I, I've either been swiping on Instagram or watching Netflix. Yeah. It's, it's, so, it's so crazy because it's so easy to fall into that like, oh, this is my quote unquote self-care time. But there's mm-hmm. such a fine line between self-care and self-destruction. And, and social media, I love it. And I hate it at the same time because it is the borderline of that. And especially right now with everything, like you were saying, everything's so oversaturated right now. We're in the pandemic. The Black Lives Matter movement is like huge. And it's so easy to go onto Instagram, spend hours. And then the next thing you know, your mindset, your physicality, your energy is at a level zero. Yeah. And it and sucks. Don't get me wrong. I, I think that we absolutely should be, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, that is something that we should all be super vigilant about and we should be reading and we should be educating. And, um, but I also think there's a time that you have to take care of yourself too. Um, and if that means getting off of Instagram for, you know, for, for those two hours that you spend or cutting it down to 30 minutes or cutting it down to 15. I mean, it might sound silly, but it is something that really does consume our lives. Social media just does. Mm -hmm. Um, whether we think so or not, it really does consume a lot of our lives and we absolutely should be reading and learning and watching, but that also comes with, um, with some balance as well. So I think that's a big thing with at least social media is just learning how to balance it in your life too. One million percent. Couldn't agree more. Man, oh man. Well, last but not least, a question just popped into my head and I want to ask this as the last question. When it comes to performing and being creative, what are your major getting the zhuzh activities or exercises or tools that you use? Um, I'm a power poser. I, I yes, 
I love that. No, talk it out. Talk it out. This is great. <laughs> I am a power poser. I don't care what anybody says. I will hands on my hips. I will starfish it out for a good 30 seconds, good two minutes, whatever I need to do. I will power pose. I am also a like, I like, I am a, a trained singer, but for some reason I really like singing badly. So like, <laughs> I don't know why, but putting on music and just like being absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I, I do that before like every show, just being silly. Um, can then, confirm, <laughs> can confirm that. <laughs> and then, uh, I don't know. I guess I usually will. Um, the last thing I do before any, before I go on stage, before I go on a, to an audition, um, I always pray or meditate. Mm-hmm. Um, whether that be like meditating on a specific idea or a specific outcome or or what it might be or a specific anxiety or or whatever it is, um, I always think and pray on on. Um, whatever is on my mind before I even go on stage, just that my mind is clear and open to the, to the work that needs to be done on stage or in the audition room. Oh, that's beautiful. I hope, okay. Performers listening to this, please. I hope you brought notes or I hope you took notes or you're going to listen to this again with notes because I, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Keanu Reese, you are one of the most captivating performers I have ever witnessed don't you roll your eyes <laughs> you look me in the eye no seriously like and and granted we and for listeners who don't know we met doing children's theater to say that someone is a captivating performer after watching them dance around in a dragon costume is a talent <laughs> that is a dragon talent forever <laughs> yes but after i mean seeing your videos and seeing how beautiful of a performer you are i mean it from the bottom of my heart you are just so incredibly amazing and I'm honored to know you. Thank you. I love you. I love you too. Oh my goodness. Well, last but not least, where can people find you to stock all of your amazing beauty and all that good stuff? Um, You can find me on Instagram at lovealwayskdr um, and also I'm on Facebook too at Keanu Reese. Yes. (laughs) And I'll put both of those links in the show notes and everything. Link it up. Link it up. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Kiana. Of course. What an angel. Oh my gosh. I'm so freaking grateful that Kiana got to come onto the podcast. As always, I want to talk through some key points that she discussed because she dropped so much good information for you all. Number one, mindset, mindset, mindset. At the end of the day, that is really what makes or breaks your happiness and your fulfillment in your career, no matter your career. Number two, visualization. Use a guided meditation. I've done numerous guided meditations on this podcast, and if you want a personal one, reach out to me and we can get that set up. Number three, consistently questioning if you're enough in the room. No, no, no. If you are in the room, you are enough, period. Number four, you have nothing to prove. Being outstanding is just two millimeters higher than where you are. Allow yourself to tap into that. Number five, it is just a song. We work ourselves up into this huge ball of anxiety and fear and worry that we're not enough when in all reality, it is just something extremely basic. 
but we have to let go of connecting our self-worth to that teeny tiny basic thing. It is just a song. Number six, talk to people about your concerns about what's going on, especially in the theater community. There's so much uncertainty right now, and you are not alone. Number seven, go back to that writing exercise that we talked about. Set a timer. Write it out for 45 minutes and and watch your brilliance shine through. Number eight, so much of exercise, and I mean health exercise, is mindset. Watch the language that you're using because your energy will completely line up with the language. If you're saying, I can't do another set, I can't do another set, guess what? Your energy will reflect that. Versus if you say, I've got this. I'm so great. I'm so strong. You're amazing. Guess what? You'll be able to do that next set. Number nine, you have to find what works for you. It's a health journey, a fitness journey for a reason. It's going to take a while to find out your perfect little cocktail. Number 10, when you let go of one good habit, your good habits that you've stacked will follow. This is called keystone habits. However, it works the opposite. If you gain one, remember I said if you gain the habit of working out in the morning, studies show that people spend less money. They eat healthier throughout the day. It stacks on top of that. Again, keystone habits. Also, side note, this is 10A. Remember, your pattern interrupts. And if you need a full dissection of that, go to the habits episode of this podcast. And last but not least, number 11, when in self-doubt, power pose it out. You guys are amazing. And thank you so much, Kiana. I hope you guys got so much good information. If you guys want to follow Kiana Reese, the link is in the show notes. She is at lovealwayskdr. We also have the links to all the things that she talked about during the episode. But you guys, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you got so much good information and I will talk to you all super, super soon. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Now, please take a moment to either rate the podcast five stars, write a little love note in the comments, or share it on social and tag me at Life Coach Baker. I mean, heck, you're an achiever. Why not do all three? It helps so much to get the word out there. Now go, take the leap, and achieve your dreams. I'll talk to you next time. Bye.